Get behind me, Satan. You are setting your minds not on divine things, but on human things. With these challenging words, Jesus rebukes Peter for rejecting his teaching about God's Messiah. The Messiah will be rejected by Jewish leaders, suffer, be killed, and then be raised to new life. But this divine insight does not align with Peter's human views. He and some of his Jewish contemporaries confidently expect God to send a Messiah who is a powerful military leader, who will liberate Israel from Roman rule and oppression. God has other plans, Jesus tells them. The Messiah will suffer in his service of others and will expect his disciples to do the same. They must deny themselves, take up their crosses, and follow Jesus no matter what the cost. As disciples of the Messiah Jesus, we too must set our minds on the things of God rather than setting our minds on human things. This is a poignant reminder this weekend as we reflect on the 9-11 attacks, the health of our nation, and the health of our lives as Christians. We can recall with both pain and pride the tragedy, destruction, and our responses to the attacks on September 11, 2001. Events that continue to keep our world turned upside down. Events that led us both to set our minds on divine things and to set our minds on human things. Some of our most faithful responses to 9-11 were heroism, unity, and sympathy for all those impacted. First re responders of faith and of no faith suffered and died in the service of others. People sacrificed day and night to rescue survivors and then later to recover their remains. Women and men in the armed forces have given their lives in the war of, on terror, as we were solemnly reminded here on Friday. And people from many countries and different political and religious perspectives responded with acts of discipleship and service. All of these responses and many more, I think Jesus would affirm by saying, well done, good and faithful servants. But following 9-11, many of us also set our minds on human things like revenge, like scapegoating Muslims and Arabs, and energizing an unhelpful rhetoric over what it really means to be a patriotic American. These responses, I believe, would draw rebukes from Jesus similar to those we hear in today's Gospel. Today, we currently face a very different set of challenging circumstances. The COVID-19 pandemic has once again turned our world upside down. And in our many varied responses, we have yet again 
both set our minds on divine things and set our minds on human things. Over these past 18 months, we've seen over and over the extraordinary service and sacrifice by everyone in our healthcare system. We've seen the miraculous work of researchers who quickly developed and tested effective vaccines to combat the COVID virus. I could go on and on celebrating so many people who've sacrificed to serve others during the COVID pandemic as they set their minds on divine things. But some of us have also set our minds on human things during the pandemic. We've politicized vaccinations and mask wearing, as well as pushing the boundaries of personal freedom. Today's reading from the letter of James warns us in some stark language about the destructive power of one such human response to COVID. The human tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits, James tells us. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. Last week in my hometown, a San Antonio woman, unhappy with the local mandate to wear masks, followed our county judge into the parking lot of a local grocery store. She made veiled threats and yelled that he was a communist and a traitor for imposing mask mandates in our county. At one point, she shouted to him, you won't be able to walk in the streets for long. You are going to jail, she screamed. They're going to hang you for treason and crimes against humanity. You're going down, she railed. Better enjoy your freedom while it lasts, buddy. Then you will have to answer to God. The woman filmed the whole encounter and posted it on her social media account. In a statement to the local newspaper, she said she hoped her video would encourage people to follow her example and stand up for freedom. These corrupt government officials need to be held accountable to upholding the Constitution, she said. And if they don't, that's treason and justice should be served, she continued. Presumably, she means that justice should be meted out against our community leaders by vigilantes inflamed by her words and her video. But as James warns us, violent and provocative speech energized by anger does not work God's righteousness in our world. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, he says, and the tongue is a fire. James goes on, no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not be so, James concludes. Curtis Chang, a former evangelical pastor, 
wholeheartedly supports these words from James. He issued the following plea to his fellow Christians recently. If you insist on refusing the vaccine, that's your right. But please, don't bring God into it. Doing so, Chang concluded, is the very definition of violating the third commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The woman who confronted our county judge was clearly setting her mind on human things. In the words of James, she was being double-minded. In the words of Chang, she was blasphemous. She used her tongue to speak words of commitment to God, telling him that God would judge him for the mask mandate. But she also used her tongue to curse him and threaten him, a person made in God's own image and likeness. My brothers and sisters, this ought not be so. God gives us freedom to set our minds on divine things or set our minds on human things. Everything we say and do demonstrates our allegiance to one or the other of these perspectives. On this somber 20th anniversary weekend of 9-11, today's readings invite us to reflect on an important question. Which allegiance will we choose? <coughs> All we have to do is look through this window to know that the forest is a beautiful place that reflects divine things, created and populated by God. God calls us to preserve this forest and the metaphorical forest that is our national life by setting our minds on Pay attention to what you say and be careful how you say it. Set your mind on the words that Jesus might use and the affect with which he might save them. Then, trust that you are preserving God's beautiful forest, the forest out this window and the forest in which we live. And be confident, you're doing all you can to, present, to prevent the destructive wildfires that start with the human tongue. Amen. Amen. Amen.